0: Engaging Leader, Episode 214. Four great interview questions to ask before you hire. Featuring Paul Falcone. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at workforcecommunication.com. Does your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Interviewing job candidates can feel like wading through a foggy swamp. You're attempting to discern whether candidates would be successful on your team while struggling to prevent the massive headache and wasted resources of a poor decision. Asking the right questions during interviews can bring clarity to the process by giving you a more accurate, complete picture of the person sitting across from you. In this episode, employment expert Paul Falcone shares four interview questions that can help cut through the uncertainty by drawing out honest, helpful answers from job candidates. Paul is the best-selling author and top-rated presenter. He is currently the chief human resources officer for MPTF. He has many years of experience as an HR executive at major entertainment companies, including Nickelodeon, Paramount Pictures, and NBC Universal. Paul Falcone, welcome back to Engaging Leader.
1: Thank you, Jesse. Great to be back on the show.
0: Paul, when you're interviewing a candidate, I'm sure when you first sit down with them, you go through some preliminary stuff. But what's the first really insightful question that you ask to get to the heart of the matter?
1: Yeah, the the questioning is so important, Jesse, and most employers jump too quickly to the technical. Oh, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your company. Tell me about what you do. And the relationship isn't ready for that yet. I, I think really what your goal is every time you interview is to kind of establish rapport. And you have to build that trust right from the beginning. And I think that, yeah, you can talk about, oh, did you find the parking spot okay? Would you like a glass of water? But somewhere in that intro, before you get deeply into tell me about your background and tell me what you're doing in your current job, you really wanna get inside the candidate's head. I've always called it a career coaching approach to interviewing. And the reason why I think it works well is because when I ask people in, in an audience, Okay, you listen to these questions and you filter through these questions and see how would you feel if you were asked them as a candidate. And when you're done with a little workshop, people are like, wow, if, if an employer asked me those questions, I'd be like pretty motivated because I think they're interested in professional development. I think they're more into, is this right for me and not just necessarily right for them. And especially with a millennial audience, you kind of want to have that sharing going on right from the beginning. So getting through your initial questions, one of the things I really like to ask is, you know, before we dive too deeply into your resume, your experience and your background, um, as well as what we're looking for, tell me what's important to you at this point in your career. In other words, if there were two or three criteria that you're using to select your next company or your next job, what would it be?
0: And what are you looking for there?
1: Well, it depends. What I want to find is a high level of awareness. Now, again, it depends on who you're interviewing. There's so many different types of jobs we interview for. Are they postdoc research fellows in a science lab? Um, Are they hourly employees? And, And everything in the middle. But I'm going to assume for most of the questions, if you use a kind of a paraprofessional or quasi, you know, I'm not just looking for job hoppers. In other words, I'm assuming these jobs are for people who are more career oriented. I want to make sure that they've got a sense of awareness of who they are and what they're looking for. If that's an opener question, if that's at the beginning of the interview, I've kind of given them a green light signal that it's safe to talk about what's important to you. And in a way, Jesse, I wanna make them feel comfortable making themselves vulnerable. Um, trust is important to inject and, and trust comes from you know the sense of, yes, I can let my hair down and so can you. There's no such thing as a perfect job or a perfect candidate. But the reality is if you're a wise employer, if you're a smart interviewer, you're gonna really try and spend some time with the candidate initially, making it safe for them to talk about what's important for them at this point in their career. Because I think they'll become much more, you're just open, transparent. And every once in a while in an interview, they'll say, well, you know, Jesse, I normally don't say this in an interview, but. And as soon as they do that, you got them. Now they're giving you the true person. And that's what you want in an interview. Forget all the hype. About, you know, if you could be a vegetable, which vegetable would you be? <laughs> and, you know, how, you know, how would you go about determining how heavy a 747 weighs in terms of tons? Those are silly questions. Those are, to me, I want to get to know the real person, cut through all the hype, and I want them to see who I am as a leader. And I think if you start with a selfless approach, this kind of servant leadership, selfless leadership approach, people tend to respond very, very favorably to it.
0: Yeah, I can see that would be helpful both in giving them a good first impression of the company and very motivated to come work there and then get past the posturing and to find out what they're really like. Because I'm always, when I'm interviewing someone, I'm thinking, okay, but what are they really going to be like once they've been here a few months and let their guard down? Is this someone who really would be a good fit here?
1: You're almost injecting the professional development piece into the pre-employment stage, if you think about that. Most companies aren't good at professional development and career development once the offer's been made and they're hired. But there's no reason not to set that up right from the beginning. So that's one of the first questions I like to get into. If there's a second question that I ask, and this comes from my days as a headhunter, because I did search for about six years before I got into human resources and became a corporate recruiter. Um, The one question that I always ask is, what would be your next move in career progression if you remained with your current employer? In other words, if you stay put, you know, what would have to change there for you to consider staying put and what would your trajectory look like if you stayed there? One of the reasons why I wanna get into that question is I wanna pull on their teeth a little bit. I wanna make sure I understand what their real reason for leaving is. Because the key to, especially in the search business, but it works on the corporate side too, is you have to make sure that the reason they're leaving their current position could be fulfilled by coming to your company and you might as well get it out there right up front and start talking about what's going on in their current organization and why they're sitting in front of you today.
0: So the first question was, what's, going, um, what's important for you right now in your career?
1: Right. And what criteria are you using to select your next company or, or whatever? And then that second question is, if you stayed with your current employer right now, um, you know, what would be your next move and what would your trajectory look like? I think those are fair questions. And, and I think that gets right to the heart of why I'm here interviewing, why I submitted my resume in the first place.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, and I think you also had a, a part of that second question was what would have to change for you? If you were going to stay there, what would have to change for you to feel fully fulfilled and Correct. happy? There?
1: Correct. Now, now, think about it from the headhunter side of the desk. When I was in that search business for six years, if you had a candidate, you know, I always said, when you're, when you're a headhunter, you're in sales, but you have the only product in the world that can refuse to sell itself. You know, when you sell a car, the car doesn't say, I'm not going to that guy's house. Did you see what his garage looks like? Yeah. But when you're dealing with people, it does happen. And sometimes they're meeting with you because they're angry or they're meeting with you for reasons that they really don't want to leave. And then you go through all of these steps. And the reality is they don't take the offer. or If they do take the offer, they end up going back. It, it can get real ugly. So you have to kind of look into what's really happening there. It's the right thing to do for them. And it's the right thing to do for you as an employer because you have to protect everyone's time.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What, uh, where do you go from there? What, what would be the next question?
1: Typically a third question for me, and, and this one I like, and this one works well for the millennials, is, is along the lines of, you know, and, and this isn't right at the beginning, but this gets towards the end of the interview, is if you were to accept this position based on what you know now, um, how would you explain it to a prospective employer five years from now? In other words, how would accepting this position now help you build your resume and serve as a link in your career progression. That question is the the showstopper. That's when they're Mm -hmm. like, whoa, um, I guess I didn't think about that. But that's the one, Jesse, honestly, when they walk away, they're like, that was a really cool interview. (laughs) He was a nice guy, but he was really asking me about me. And it's still a valid question for you as an employer. You're not being a, a career counselor, but it is a career coaching type of interview because you want the candidate to articulate how long are they going to stay with you? And, and really, how do they see this next piece of the puzzle? And depending on where they are in their career, for some it may be two, two years, for some it may be five years. But you do want to get an idea of where they're at.
0: One thing I like about that is the, their answer, if they've thought about it at all, is you're going to tell some awareness of the story of their career or the story of their life. And probably whether they have any awareness of the story of your company. And, and how those two fit together.
1: Correct, and if they've done the research on the company, which most do, and they can talk about why is it that they want this particular job? Why are they excited about it? You know, you get into the scale of one to 10, 10 being you're super excited. Where do you stand on the scale as far as what this opportunity looks like? And you can talk to them about them, and, and that part of it is nice. It's not adding additional questions to your interview or taking more time. It's tweaking the questions you're asking now. And I think that that makes a big difference.
0: So if you only had time for one more question, what would it be?
1: The question I like to ask is what makes you stand out among your peers? Um, it's a self-awareness question. And some people will look at you, and it's not a, it doesn't mean you can't hire them. But if it's a controller and you're interviewing this person and she says, I don't know, I kind of do what the controller does, Paul. I guess I don't get your question. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Or if you have someone says, well, you know, Paul is a controller at all the companies where I've worked. I've been responsible for primarily doing X, Y, and Z. And, and I can give you an example at my last company of where we've really been able to not only decrease costs, but increase the efficiency. And they get into this little spiel. I'm kind of looking for that. I like the ones who have an awareness of an achievement. I call it an achievement profile. You know, the ones who think in terms of dotted bullets on their resume. What did you do to save time, to increase revenue, to increase efficiency? Um to decrease costs, if they're able to articulate that, for me, that helps them stand out. That's an important one for me. An alternative question sometimes people ask, Jesse, is along the lines of, you know, what would your most respected critic say is an area where you need to kind of focus on in terms of your professional development? That's also a very good question. It's an ancillary question. It's better than saying, tell me about your greatest weakness, but it's kind of the same family where you want them to kind of self-assess. And I'm hoping they'll be realistic in terms of telling me where they're at and what their real focus is over the next year or two professionally.
0: Yeah, I can see how those, all those, those questions, in fact, that's a fifth question that you provided there at the end, would, would cut through a lot of the clutter that would normally fill in in an interview.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's awkward. Employers don't do it a lot. And so what you don't do a lot, you don't tend to hone. And if you do it a lot, it becomes very transactional. It's very, this is what I need and what do you have? And what I'm saying is tweak that a little bit. I mean, keep the foundation of the interview, but swap out some of the bricks. And some of the questions that you ask that tend to be more geared towards the individual's professional and career development gives you a better, a much better understanding of where this candidate is in his or her career progression and what that trajectory is going to look like. But it also helps you assess, am I going to keep this person for a year? Is she going to be here for three to five years? I'm not sure. But at least if she can self-assess, we're partnering through the the, the, the the questioning process ourselves. I'm almost asking her to tell me why I should hire her. And it and I gives them a chance to feel like they've really been interviewed. But they'll, again, definitely walk away and say, this is different than any interview I've ever had because no one ever asked me those questions. It's really nice. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'll stand out in their memory. The book is 96 Great Interview Questions to Ask Before You Hire. Paul Falcone, can you show, show us what the book looks like and um, tell us where the people can get, get it?
1: Here it is. Can you see it okay, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> 96 Great Interview Questions. The third edition just came out in June of 2019. Uh, it's published by HarperCollins and the American Management Association. So it's a dual publication. And, you know, Barnes & Noble, uh, anywhere fine books are sold. Um, Amazon, <laughs> uh, obviously. So, Anyway, thank you for that.
0: And where can people find out more about you and your work, Paul?
1: Well, I'd love a LinkedIn connection if they want. It's just Paul Falcone. They'll find me easy enough. And I also have a website, paulfalconehr.com. So they can find a lot of stuff about the books, articles I've written, PowerPoint decks I've posted. Yeah, I have a lot of fun stuff in there. So anyone wants to go in and dig around, it's paulfalconehr.com.
0: Fantastic. And we'll put the links to all those resources that you mentioned on our show notes for this page at engagingleader.com.
1: Thanks, Jesse. That'd
0: be great. Been fun to have you back. Thanks again for joining us on the show.
1: My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to to, to do this with you. Thank you.
0: All right, Engagers, that wraps up this episode. We'll provide more information and links to Paul's books and resources on our show notes for this episode, which you can find on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 214. This is a production of Workforce Communication. We are a team of consultants and creatives using the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well-being and performance of their people. My colleagues and I partner with mid-sized and large employers to attract top talent, fully engage employees, and achieve superior business results. In several areas, including employer branding, talent management, wellness, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at workforcecommunication.com. Our thanks to Betsy Leahy, our production assistant, Jamie Barnes, Tom Hitchcock, and Jenny Colenda from our social media team, J.J. Leahy from our video and graphic design team, and Rick Tarrant, our announcer. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.